Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Democracy. You can't have three out of four of you not like the two choices, and the two parties won't change. That's why we do it this way. Ashley Banfield, right now. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the program. It's Thursday night, and I need you to be on your game. I say that because um, I have had just a hell of a day, uh, and I just have to give a shout-out to my team and executive producer who have been uh, steeped in some of the worst stuff ever today trying to make decisions about this show tonight. And so we've made some really serious decisions about the show tonight and what we're going to show you on the show tonight. And part of our decision was informed by a a local district attorney and a coroner because they were so devastated by what they found at the crime scene that they processed and the people that they're prosecuting. They've asked us to show things we normally would never, ever show. They want us to show you What happened to a 36-year-old autistic woman? Because they feel like justice will never be served if people don't really know what happened to Lacey. She was in the care of her parents. She was severely disabled. And ultimately, she was neglected and starved, and, and her condition was so horrific, she was fused to that sofa. The pictures you're going to see um, are are much worse than this, so I need to give you this warning, and I need you to get kids out, and I need you to be okay. I need you to be all right with this. That hole in the sofa right there effectively was where Lacey was curled up and found. If you can picture for a moment, she was cross-legged in that hole that became a sewage trap, and she fell over to the right side of your screen, fell over her cross-legged position and was found dead in that position. She was all but naked, and the condition of her, of her lower half was, there's nothing, I can't say anything other than torture, living torture. And the coroner has never seen anything like it and is going to join us on the program tonight to tell you what happened when he walked into that home, what the first responders saw and experienced when they walked into that home. And you're going to hear the 911 call where um, the authorities are asking the mother, well, how old is she? And mom doesn't get it right. So that's all coming up in just a moment. So fair warning, um, pretty pretty serious stuff ahead. Also, in the Vince McMahon story, uh, things are getting pretty real for WWE and TKO and for that that fella, um, man. 
He has had a habit throughout his life of having his employees and a lot of women sign non-disclosure agreements. Uh, you've heard of that before. Um, most of the time it's making the news from people doing bad things and hiding behind non-disclosure agreements like Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, all sorts of people like that. At this point, Vince McMahon is in a heap of trouble because somebody with one of those non-disclosure agreements didn't get paid. And that's when the contract breaks. And that's when the megaphone can come out. She's not the only one. Janelle Grant sued him, provided alleged text messages that are just beyond reproach. I barely could even... Howard Stern made fun of me because I could not read most of what was in those text messages just because it's so foul. He, he, he went nuts because he wanted to know what was under the blank, blank, blanks. And I couldn't tell him. I couldn't tell you. You have to use your imagination. In court, there will be jurors who will be there if it goes to court who are going to hear it all. And maybe somewhere on the deep, dark web you can get it all. But i got to ask you a question. How strong do you think those non-disclosure agreements are? Because we've got a story for you tonight that say they may not be worth the paper that they are written on, especially when the feds come calling. Hello, we have a few questions. Just see how powerful that NDA is then. Also coming up, they took their son to a camp for wilderness therapy. It's supposed to help kids with behavioral problems, emotional problems, but this child didn't survive the night. And it isn't the first time. So we've got some past campers who've talked about what this camp is like. We're going to tell you where it is, tell you the name, tell you the case, and tell you what is happening with this this boy, this 12-year-old boy who was found dead the next morning after arriving. So let's start here. And uh, once again, big warning to you and anybody else who might be in the room. No one knows why they did it. No one knows why they left their severely disabled daughter so unattended for so many years that she literally rotted to death on a living room couch. Lacey Allen Fletcher had been left to survive on that couch for so many years. When the first responders found her body, she was actually fused to the couch. She was neglected and starved, and she was covered in sores. And sores really doesn't describe it. In some parts, Lacey's flesh had decomposed all the way to the bone. She was covered in her own feces everywhere. The coroner found maggots and gnats and cockroaches all over her. And as horrific as that sounds, the coroner wants you to know everything. The DA wants the public to know everything. Because much of the decomposition that happened to Lacey happened when she was alive. Did not happen after she died. And it's also why her parents are in orange. They're charged with second-degree murder here. We first brought you this story last night. Lacey was 36 years old and autistic, severely autistic. But she was once known in the neighborhood as a happy kid who attended school and played volleyball. Look at this. That's her up in the top left-hand corner, smiling. And there she is in a high school yearbook picture, smiling. But something happened along the way. And somewhere around the ninth grade, Lacey seemed to vanish from the public and the community around her. It is believed that her autism worsened and that her mother began to homeschool her. But a decade and a half later, 
which would take us to January of 2022, Lacey's mother, Sheila Fletcher, called 911, claiming that she and her husband, Clay, had just been away for the weekend and they just came home to just find Lacey on the couch, not breathing. And I'm about to play the 911 call for you, but I want you to pay close attention to the details, particularly the detail um, when Lacey's mom is asked how old her daughter is. Again, for the record, Lacey's 36, but the dispatcher had to ask three times. Here's the 911 call. 911, where's your emergency? My emergency is 2568 Tom Drive in Florida. 2568 Tom Drive? My daughter's stuck breathing. Okay, how old is she? She's in her 30s. Okay, what's your name and your name? My name is Sheila Fletcher. My name is Lacey Fletcher. Has she been sick or anything? Yeah. With uh, what? No, she, no she's not sick like that. It's okay. Story. She's okay. And stuff. okay, I'm going to transfer you to Acadian. It's going to sound like I'm hanging up, but I'm not. Okay. She's completely unresponsive. Unresponsive. And not breathing, right? Correct. Okay. No, they should answer in just a moment. Hello? Yes. Yes, 2568 
are, are we doing confessions or on the couch? If we can't get a phone again, we can do confessions on the couch then. Are we doing confessions now? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to need you to count loud with me, okay? So I'm going to instruct you, okay? I need you, I need you to count loud for me, okay? Okay. I need you to count out loud for me. I need to know. I need to know. Three, four, I'm sure you caught it. Mrs. Fletcher just couldn't seem to remember how 
old her daughter was. At first, she was just in her 30s, and then she had to be asked two more times, and then she settled at 31. Lacey was 36, so five years off on your own daughter. I don't know if you caught the devastation of these parents with a dead daughter in front of them. I didn't hear it. We've been given access to photos of what the first responders encountered when they arrived at that house. And I said it before, I'll say it again. The district attorney and the coroner on this case both asked us to show you the photos of Lacey's body so that people could see what really happened to her in the care of those two parents, how neglected, how starved, how tortured she was. They want the world to know that Lacey died naked and alone. The raw, unedited photos are just far too gruesome for us to air, but we are going to try to show you what we can. We've had to blur a lot. It's hard to believe that the victim was once this beautiful and active girl. It's also hard to believe how church-going, affluent parents with such a nice house could have allowed this to happen for over a decade. Fair warning, the pictures are coming and they are extremely disturbing. You are going to see how she was dead on the couch, covered up. Out of respect for Lacey, we have blurred her face. But this is how Lacey was found. First responders walked in and saw that she was covered in that green blanket, falling into the hole of that couch. You can see how tiny and emaciated her arms were. She was frail. She weighed just 96 pounds. She had been naked, but it turns out her father had tried to put a small gray shirt on her. Uh, Next, you're going to see her body, but again, we've blurred it. Under the blanket, again, naked except for the T-shirt, she was covered in open wounds. Many of the sores had eaten her flesh down to the bone. Feces was smeared all over her face, all over her body. It was matted into her hair. In those mats were maggots and gnats and cockroaches on her body. Her lower end was literally fused to the sofa. I've got a picture of what the couch looked like when Lacey's contorted body was removed. And you can see the pool of waste that that girl had been sitting slash lying in. When the authorities pulled the couch out from the wall, this is what they found underneath the couch. Those are the floorboards soaking wet and buckling. It was due to the pooling of waste underneath the sofa where Lacey had been lying. The next picture I'm going to show you is extraordinarily graphic. Be careful, please. It shows the extent of the suffering that this disabled woman endured. Again, the DA and the coroner want this to be public. They want the public to witness what this girl went through. You'll see Lacey on her stomach on the coroner's table before the autopsy. We've blurred out some aspects of it. But the body shows how her body was rotting, literally rotting long before she died from melting into that couch and sitting in her own waist for years. There are open wounds and bed sores, large areas of her flesh simply missing. You can imagine the kind of pain that this 36-year-old woman was in. And let's not forget, she was once a beautiful and vibrant teenager. Lacey Fletcher was a human being who deserved so much better than this. She deserved to be loved and she deserved to be cared. She deserved to be cared for by her parents at the very least. She deserved to be protected by Sheila and Clay Fletcher, at the least. 
Initially, Sheila and Clay denied everything. They claimed Lacey suffered from a debilitating anxiety and that they tried to feed her, but... Ultimately, surrounded by fellow church members who supported them, they pleaded no contest to a reduced charge of manslaughter. But it does carry with it 40 years at the very top end. And joining me now is someone who fought hard to get the Fletchers put behind bars since the day he processed that crime scene. Dr. Ewell Bickham was the coroner who performed Lacey's autopsy. He is here with me live now. Dr. Bickham, I am so sorry that you have had to endure this. Even in your line of work, I can't imagine there has been anything in your career like this. Uh, Take me to the moment that you first walked in on that scene. Well, I walked in on the scene after uh, Officer Dalton Corbin called me from Slaughter PD as I was dispatched. I was arrived within 10 minutes. I arrived before Katie Namlitz there. When I got there, the, the officers, the first responders on scene were just in a in a daze. They, they were just standing there. They were on the outside. When I walked in, it, it, the house smelled of a stench of, it smelled like a sewer, a septic tank, and also a, a, a smell of death. I've never, I've never, I've never smelled that in my life. I've dealt with decomposed bodies. I've dealt with all sorts of death, degradation, whatever. Never, never experienced this in all of my career. And what did you witness Clay and Sheila doing as first responders and you uh, were there witnessing this horror? When I walked through the door to the right of me in the kitchen, uh, Clay and Sheila Fletcher were standing there. Uh, Clay was standing there emotionless. The mom had her, had her head between her knees. I saw a tear or two. To the left was the living room where Lacey was. I immediately went through there. I, I didn't stop and socialize with the parents. I went in there where, where Lacey was. And uh, I... I know this is. I know this has got to be um, hard for you. Even again, even as a coroner, and even given what you have witnessed in your entire career, I read that you was struggled uh, processing this. You struggled for a week afterwards. You you cried for a week. You couldn't eat for a week. Is that true? That's true. It still bothers me today. And like I said, I've seen. Every kind of death there is. I've seen elderly people die of natural causes. I've seen suicides, homicides. I've seen everything there is. Uh, I've never seen a homicide like this. I have never seen an individual, a human being, literally tortured and allowed to die while she is alive. I've never seen that in my life. I've seen decomposed bodies of, of someone that drowns. You find the body a week later. That's one thing, and they're, they're decomposed. Lacey did not decompose. She rotted in her own body in that hole, in that sewer, in the couch. 
what do we not see, Dr. Bickham, from the photos? It, looking at the couch, <clears throat> looking at, at her falling into that couch, literally, it's hard to describe, but I will tell the viewers that under that blanket, she was cross-legged and she'd fallen over to her left. But she was cross-legged in that sewage hole. What do we not see? Because from the outside, the house looks beautifully appointed. The lawn is well cared for. The house is well cared for. It is, it's diabolical that this is the scene inside. It is. There were, there were, there were insect droppings, uh, rodent mouse droppings all over on the mantle near the fireplace. But talking about her legs being crossed, basically because of her condition, and this has been years, her legs were crossed because they were in contractures, what we call contractures, the muscles, tendons, bones, just become so immobile from not being moved that they just stiffen and they stay that way. And she was like that in that position because she was in so much pain that she was trying to lift her body out of that hole because it hurt, it stung, it, 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 it was horrible. She could not have, she didn't have the energy to lift her body out of that hole. Was there food or water within reach? Was there anything that you could see that, that, that sustained this, this woman? As the parents said, they'd been away for the weekend. The only thing I saw was a small bag of, of, of hard candy, some type of like butterscotch or just, just candy, peppermint type candy. And that was it. That's the only nourishment she probably had because I'll just be not try to be too graphic, but in her stomach, she had the, the yellow foam from the uh, sofa and feces. So you take it from there. She'd literally been, been pulling at the foam of the sofa and eating it. Correct. Dr. Bickham, I have to uh, take a break. I, I want to ask you after the break about your effort as a coroner to ensure that these parents were held to the highest accounting of responsibility that you could and how you and the DA work together and where we stand right now. Um, I have a couple of questions for you. I, I've never heard of a coroner who's had this much of an effect um, on, on this case and has had this much of an effect on him or her. Um, after the break, if it's okay with you, I'm going to ask you to, to hold on for a moment some questions about um, what these parents were doing and where they were living. Where were they spending their time? As Lacey was literally rotting to death in their home, where were they sleeping? That's next. I've been a 25-year Fox News watcher. Just going to say I'm excited about News Nation, and in particular your show. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I've literally switched and watching News Nation. Cuomo, weeknights at 8, 7 central, only on News Nation. My mental health was much better, but I struggled with uncontrollable movements called TD, tardive dyskinesia. TD can be caused by some mental health meds. And it's unlikely to improve without treatment. I felt like my movements were in the spotlight. 
Number one prescribed Ingresa is the only TD treatment for adults that's always one pill once daily. Ingresa 80 milligram is proven to reduce TD movements in 7 out of 10 people. People taking Ingresa can stay on most mental health meds. Ingresa can cause depression, suicidal thoughts, or actions in patients with Huntington's disease. Pay close attention to and call your doctor if you become depressed, have sudden changes in mood, behaviors, feelings, or have thoughts of suicide. Don't take Ingresa if you're allergic to its ingredients. Ingresa may cause serious side effects, including angioedema, potential heart rhythm problems, and abnormal movements. Report fevers, stiff muscles, or problems thinking as these may be life-threatening. Sleepiness is the most common side effect. It's nice. People focus more on me. Ask your doctor about number one prescribed once daily in Gressa. Your skin is ever-changing. Take care of it. With Gold Bond's healing formulations of seven moisturizers and three vitamins. For all your skins, Gold Bond. We come from a long line of cowboys. When I see... All of us out here on this ranch, I see how far our legacy can go. J.P. Morgan Wealth Management knows it's easy to get lost in investment research. Get help with J.P. Morgan Personal Advisors. Hey, David, ready to get started? Work with advisors who create a plan with you and help you find the right investments. So great getting to know you. Let's take a look at your new investment plan. Okay, great. This should have you moving in the right direction. Thanks, Jen. Get ongoing advice and manage your investments in the Chase Mobile app. Consumer Cellular, this is Sam. How may I help you? This is a butt dial. Well, somebody's butt. Just thought I'd let you know that with Consumer Cellular, you can get the same exact coverage as the leading carriers, but for up to half the price. I've always been prone to hair thinning. I'm genetically predisposed. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I started taking Nutrafol. We test our formulations with the highest rigor of clinical trials, and we're the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement. I noticed it becoming stronger and thicker. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. I am back to me. Start your hair growth journey at Nutrafol.com. What's my safe flight story? I'm a photographer, and when I'm driving, I see inspiration right through my glass. So when my windshield cracked, it had to be fixed right. I scheduled with Safe Flight Auto Glass. Their experts replaced my windshield and recalibrated my car's advanced safety system. Safe Flight is the one I trust. They focus on safety, so I can focus on this view. Safe Flight Repair, Safe Flight Replace. Explore the world the Viking way. From the quiet comfort of elegant small ships with no children and no casinos. We actually have reinvented ocean voyages, designing all-inclusive experiences for the thinking person. Viking, voted world's best by both Travel and Leisure and Condé Nast Traveller. Learn more at viking.com. I am back now with Dr. Yule Bickham. He is the coroner who performed the autopsy on Lacey Fletcher. Um, this is an area um, near Baton Rouge, uh, just north of, of Baton Rouge in Feliciano Parish. Dr. Bickham, um, when, when, they, when this was ruled a homicide the very next day, you knew it was a homicide when, when you went in. When you arrived at the scene of a 911 call, 
you you knew in your heart right away this was a homicide. I have heard you say that you were ready to arrest them yourself. I was. I treat I've treated every death investigation as a potential crime. That's just the way I operate. Uh, this was very very obvious. Uh, the next day when when we performed the autopsy, it was very patently obvious at that point that this this girl died at the hands of others. And uh, the issue is people question, you know, why it took so long to, you know, to arrest them and go through the process. I'll have you know that the the district attorney, Sam DeQuilla, and the sheriff, uh, uh, Jeff Travis of East Feliciana, the three of us worked concurrently together as a team on how we were going to pursue this case from the very beginning. Even though I had my little... um, you know, I thought what, you know, maybe arrest them on day one and all that, but you have to have all the evidence. You have, you have your ducks in a row. And I've, I'm learned, I've learned that at that time. Uh, again, we wanted to have the autopsy final results. We didn't want speculation. We didn't want just a few doctors saying, yeah, this is a homicide. We wanted it cut and dry. We wanted everything back. We had a grand rounds conference on it. Myself, uh, the Louisiana Coroner Association president, the coroner of Jefferson Parish, the deputy coroner. It was a room full of individuals, other coroners and uh, health providers. 100% agreed concurrently that this was a homicide. At that point, we decided... Can I... I'm I'm still so confused about how how they lived in the home with Lacey in that condition. Were they living with her? Were they sitting on chairs beside her? Were they able to be in the same room with her? Were they sleeping in that home? What was the circumstance of their lives while Lacey was literally rotting to death? I don't believe they were living in the home. Now, I'm still working on that, and some investigators are are working more on that subject itself as we speak. I don't think they were living in the house. You could not live in the house. Nobody could stand the stench, to be honest with you. But where do you think they were living? Was there another apartment somewhere adjacent to this home where they, where they would have spent their time if she was living in that squalor? I think there was something adjacent, but I can't, I can't say with 100% certainty at this point. Doctor, do you think they're going to get the maximum in this case, 40 years, um, for what they have pleaded to, which is um, manslaughter? I'm sorry, what was the beginning of that question? Do you think they're going to get the maximum, 40 years, for what they've pleaded to, which is manslaughter? If I present the evidence, as I presented the evidence uh, to two different grand juries, yes, ma'am, they will get the maximum penalty as prescribed by law. Between my testimony, my evidence presentation, and our district attorney, Sam DeQuilla. Yes, ma'am. Dr. Ewell Bickham, thank you so much for being on with us tonight. Thank you for giving voice to Lacey Fletcher. Um, Thank you for holding her parents accountable, for the parents who were supposed to protect her and care for her. Um, And and most importantly, thank you for doing the job that you did, as, as horrendous as it was. Thank you for doing that for her. And um, again, I appreciate you bringing the story to us tonight.
Thank you. Thank you for bringing this case to light. Thank you, ma'am. I just want to let our viewers know as well that the, uh, the grand jurors who actually had to look at those photographs without the blurring, uh, there were medics standing by in the courtroom for the grand jurors because it was assumed they were going to need medical attention after they had to look at those photographs without the blurs. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've never seen anything like this in my career. Never once in 36 years have I seen this kind of suffering and abuse. So I can't imagine what those grand jurors are going through. It's always important to look out for yourself as well. Can I just say, uh, counseling is important when you see something like that and you experience something like that. And I sure hope that the people involved in the case, maybe even you, might consider it. Still to come after the break um, are Vince McMahon's NDAs, DOA, non-disclosure agreements. McMahon signed with four women, but those papers may not be worth very much anymore. And that could spell big trouble for him and for the WWE. We've got the story next. Cut. We're looking at doing the exterior of the house. Text SAVE to 59583 to see more Genstone projects. It's lightweight and it's durable. It cuts so easy that even an old guy like me can do it. We can all do it. This is not a skilled tradesman job. Text SAVE to 59583 to save up to 50% over real stone and even more during our winter sale. Even if you never knew it before, you now know what WWE stands for. And if you're up on your scandals, you also know what TKO stands for. That's the WWE's parent company, brand new. Uh, But now I want to talk about three different letters. NDA. That stands for Non-Disclosure Agreement, and they are not unique to the WWE or TKO. A whole lot of businesses use them to keep their company secrets in the vault. Vince McMahon, WWE's co-founder and disgraced former frontman, reportedly used them to keep Vince McMahon's secrets in the vault as well. Back in 2022, the Wall Street Journal reported that McMahon made at least four women who'd worked for him or had worked for the WWE sign NDAs, non-disclosure deals. And he did this, reportedly, to hush up allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity. And those women were paid for their silence to the tune of more than $12 million. And now one of them has gone public. Late last month, Janelle Grant filed her bombshell lawsuit against the WWE, Vince McMahon, and former WWE head of talent, John Laurinaitis, alleging extreme sexual abuse and sex trafficking. Rape is also mentioned. She is talking uh, because McMahon allegedly broke the NDA by failing to pay up. Grant says that she only received one of the $3 million that she was owed. And since the other women aren't talking, we might assume that maybe they received their money. But the question that keeps us digging and Vince McMahon sweating is how ironclad are these NDAs? They could be the reason that we haven't seen a rush of accusers step forward, even though sources say plenty are ready to talk. But can they stop a crime victim from talking to the police? Do you have to win a lawsuit to get out from under an NDA? I'm joined now by someone who knows a lot about NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. Gloria Allred is an attorney who represented three of the women in the Harvey Weinstein case. Weinstein used NDAs for decades to evade claims of sexual harassment, assault, and rape. Gloria, it's good to have you on the program again. It's an easy question. How ironclad is an NDA if the police come knocking on your door. 
Well, that's a great question, uh, Ashley. And I will say that the answer is that it would be against public policy for a victim uh, of a crime, uh, if in fact there is a crime, uh, to be prohibited by any kind of agreement from speaking to law enforcement. So the answer is, even if she has a non-disclosure agreement, she can always speak to law enforcement and answer their questions, testify in a court of law. She could even file her own police report, even if they haven't contacted her. So it, does it make any difference now that we have heard that the uh, federal authorities are asking questions of multiple victims, Janelle Grant being one of them? Uh, well, uh, again, they can always speak to law enforcement. I haven't seen the uh, agreements that they signed. So uh, sometimes there are variations in the agreement. Sometimes it says, of course, you can speak to law enforcement, but you have to give us 10 days notice uh, that you're doing it, or only if you are subpoenaed can you speak to law enforcement. So that's questionable, but uh, it would be out of an abundance of caution, a conservative approach for them to give notice if uh, the law enforcement seeks to speak to them, uh, or unless there's a court order, which sometimes exists, that they can't tell the person who's being investigated that he is being investigated, for example, by a grand jury. So again, it depends on the exact wording of the agreement. It's fascinating, and I can't wait to see, you know, if another shoe drops and what the next development is, but uh, me thinks there's going to be something. Uh, Gloria Allred, I'm going to call you back on this one. Thanks for doing this tonight. Okay, thank you. And I have a, a quick note here as well. If you're watching right now and you are a former employee of the WWE or you have information about this case and you want to share your story, you can contact me directly at the email address on your screen. It's Banfield Tips at newsnationnow.com. Again, Banfield Tips at newsnationnow.com. Uh, take a snapshot of that. And I just want you to know you can always remain anonymous and still give um, the tip. Coming up next, a long-awaited murder trial finally gets underway, but two critical components are missing. First of all, the victim. She's missing. Five-year-old Harmony Montgomery, who disappeared more than four years ago and is now just presumed dead. And second of all, the man police say killed her. He's not in court either. Harmony's father. It looks like he's preferred to stay in his jail cell rather than face the music in the courtroom. I'll explain what's happening, and I'll take you there next. Helping the small stand tall. Harmony Montgomery would be nine years old right now and looking forward to double digits this summer. But a life that was filled with challenges from the very start was ended far too soon. Harmony was last seen in December of 2019 when she was only five. But here's what I don't get. She wasn't reported missing for almost two years. And she's never been found dead or alive. Still, Harmony's father, Adam Montgomery, is on trial for second-degree murder. And get this, he doesn't feel like being in the courtroom. 
just doesn't feel like it. The judge is giving them that option. Attend or don't attend your own murder trial of your daughter. But we all know full well where it is we can find him. He is sitting in prison already. In fact, just on Monday, the same judge upheld a 30-year sentence on something else. Gun charges unrelated to the disappearance and the death of his daughter, Harmony. Today, both sides in the murder case gave their opening statements in Manchester, New Hampshire. Take a look. Where is Harmony Montgomery? Where is Harmony? When people across this nation, from Florida all the way up to Alaska, and everywhere in between, were looking for Harmony, there's one person who is not, her biological father. This case involves the tragic and senseless death of Harmony, an innocent five-year-old, and it triggers perfectly understandable innate human emotions, and it would be it would be a human, not the field then. I want to welcome Dan Morgan to News Nation. He is an attorney and a partner with the blockbuster national law firm Morgan & Morgan. You see it all over the TV, and look at him. He's here in the flesh. It's great to have you on. Thanks for doing the show. I appreciate this, Dan. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So listen, let's talk about a case where you've got a, a derelict father who's serving time, 30 years, for all sorts of felonies, clearly treated this child horrifically. Some of the evidence in the case is just despicable. Not only did he beat her to death allegedly in the back of the car, but carried the body around in a sports bag month after month after month, and then just doesn't show up in court. I know a little bit about the law. You know a lot about the law. Is that a cakewalk for prosecutors if he's just not even there? I mean, it definitely is an empty chair to point to, you know, to show that he really just doesn't care enough about his own daughter's murder case to defend his name, to be there and, and, and say, no, I didn't do this heinous and you know, awful act that I'm being accused of. You know, there is a strategy component to it, which I'm most likely the, you know, his defense team is going to have to say is why they're not there, that, you know, it's a strategy, because if not, it kind of shows his lack of care. But uh, he does have the option to not show. You know, he has the option not to testify. But it also is an easy thing for the prosecutor to point at over and over again to show the jury, you know, they care enough to be there. The judge is obviously there. They're there to prosecute. But the one person that doesn't really care to be there is the person that should be defending the case. And, you know, I just keep wondering about his um, long-suffering lawyer. I, I can imagine if you were his attorney, I mean, would you want off the case if you couldn't even get your client to come on up from the peanut butter sandwich in the, in the jail cell? I would not be a, an attorney on the case. You know, luckily for our firm, uh, we have enough business to pick and choose yeah. the cases that we do. So this, was not, this would not be one that I would be jumping up and be eager to defend uh, uh, this person. Um, but no, it, you know, we, we've had to have times all the time that happen Our you know, a client says, do I have to be there at trial next week? And it's pretty much the same answer every time. Yes. If you don't show that you care to be there, then why would I care to be there to work for you and to hopefully get a good recovery for you? Uh, so no, would, would, would this be a case that I would be sitting there with an empty chair next to me? Absolutely not. Uh, it would not be one for us. Let me ask you something. I don't, I don't uh, think things are going to go well for, for Adam Montgomery in this case. But if, if he is convicted, how does it work? He's got a 30-year sentence already, and whatever he's going to get on this one if he's convicted, would they be consecutive? Would he serve them concurrently? Or is this guy finished for, for life? 
Yeah, it, it would it would not be. I, I don't see a judge giving him the the uh, honor of saying, "Hey, these are going to go side by side, and you can maybe get out in thirty, forty years." It would be, this, this would be starting up when the thirty years uh, runs its own. Obviously, the judge has discretion in the sentencing. He 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 can determine that, but I think the judge can also weigh in past past criminal history. I'm sure if he's serving 30 years for a gun charge, it's not just you're running run of the mill gun charge. It sounds like some serious things going on. They're not just, I had an unlicensed gun in my car and they found it. Uh, you know, that would be a year not penalty. A, not a good. It's uh, <laughs> egregious, correct. Yeah, not, not, a, not a good outcome. Hey, Dan, i got to wrap it there. We've, we've got a show that's coming to an end. Uh, look forward to having you back. Thanks for doing this and say hi to your dad, John. Absolutely, will do. See you guys. Cuomo's coming up next. that no charges should be brought against me in this case. This was an exhaustive investigation going back more than 40 years.